I tell you that I always feel like people people need four things in life. They need food, they need water, they need shelter, and they need attention. Okay. If you're going to be the one that gives them attention, they'll love you forever. So the question is this, how do most agents find the secrets to succeed in today's competitive real estate market, especially when the top agents are keeping those secrets to themselves? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. Hi, I'm Aaron Amuchastegui, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Real Estate Rockstars, this is Aaron Amuchastegui. Today, I get to interview Brad Abernathy. So Brad is an agent from Gainesville, Georgia. We're going to get to hear about you know what his real estate career has been like, a really cool project that they started out there called The Faces Of. And it, I think that's going to be really fun uh, to get into. He's already talked to some people on my team about it, and we're excited to be able to help share that. He's also one of the you know broker agents, uh, broker of the month for the state of Georgia that was uh, sponsored through the uh, broker agent advice advisor program. So we'll probably hear a little bit more about that as well. And Brad, thanks for coming on the show. I'm glad to be here. I'm grateful to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So tell us about, so tell me about the company you work for, the, you know, where you're at out there and how long you've been in real estate. Well, I've been in real estate for, I've been a full-time realtor for 26 years now. I went to work with my father's company out of college. And uh, right now I work for the Norton agency. It's been a family-owned business, local business since 1928. 1928. Did we have, were there official real estate agents in 1928? That is a, that's a very cool kind of history and heritage to be a part of there. That sounds very cool. Yeah, it's, it's, it's wonderful. It's a wonderful company to be working for. So the, so tell us about your first year as a real estate agent. What was, what was that like? What was that experience like? My first year? Um, well, my father, my father handed me a reverse directory and, and said, I need to start making phone calls and, 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 and talk to people. Uh, you know, a lot of people will say that your family can help you get into the business, but I had a father that was a broker. Um, I had a mother that was a, a realtor. I had an aunt that was a realtor. And yeah, so I, I didn't have any family help. I had family advice, but I didn't have any family help for clients. <laughs> that's, that's super funny. Like you almost had to become a realtor because everybody else was, but they weren't, they weren't going to give you their friends because their friends were already their clients. That's correct. Yeah, I could see that really being, we've, I've interviewed a few people who, you know, who, whose parents had taught them and brought them in. And that was actually a challenge that they had to face. Like they got to have the experience and the guidance, but they didn't get the things that most of the time they have is like extra referrals. And probably any of your friends had already been, that were interested, kind of had already been referred by your family as, as, as prospects, right? They told us, they taught, he taught me what to do, but I had to go earn the business on my own. So it, yeah. I, you know, I've been around for a long time and I, it, it was about six months of work before I had my first closing. And I've always told people when they're getting in to plan on that. Yeah. But you know, it might not take that long. Yeah. No, six months is a good number, right? It's, it helps, it helps people understand that it takes a little while. And when people are setting up websites to get, you know, did you have to tell people hey, it's going to take six months to get that when people are like really going after, you know, their real estate clients, it's, it's normal for it to take time. Do you remember how many closings you had ended up having your first year by the end of it? Uh, that was 26 years ago. So I, I don't remember. Yeah. 
I remember at the time everybody was go around here was to try to sell a million dollars worth of real estate. And I didn't sell a million dollars worth my first year, but, but did my second and, and every year since, um, at least that. So that's awesome. So what about last year? So the uh, 2020, you know, how many, how many sales you had? So, you know, I'll tell you, you know, where my business is right now is during the recession, I, I decided that I would start a group and, um, the group was just a part, I wanted a partner. Mm-hmm. So we created the Abernathy Cochran real estate group. Her name is Regina Cochran. We decided to be 50, 50 partners and, and do the opposite of what everybody was doing during the recession. And, and we would spend money. We would advertise. We would uh, use that time to try to increase our market share. And, and, and so my group is a small group. Last year, we closed 141 transactions for 52 million in volume. Yeah. The, that's well, and that's a lot of volume when you get to talk about you know focusing during the recession and then getting the payout. What was what was something that like what was something you learned during 2020? You know, during all the what was it like in Georgia? Did did the world shut down? Did real estate stay open? How did your team do? So I think in March, uh, the, the local my local um, Norton agency decided that they should close and. Um, you know, there's insurance here, there's realtor, realtors here. They, they send a lot of the insurance people home to try to do things on computers. And I actually live half a mile from the office. So uh, I work better at the office. And, and so I came on up every single day and, and still work through it. And I think for about three or four weeks, nobody knew what was going to happen. Um, mm-hmm. We were showing houses and masks and gloves and basically wanting to take a shower afterwards, you know, yeah. everybody was scared to death. And, but the funny thing was that real estate didn't stop here. Uh, it was a pause for about three or four weeks. And, uh, last year was the best year in this County in Northeast Georgia, as far as number of home sales and average sales price that we've ever seen in the history of this County. Uh, it was my best year in real estate last year for our group and, and you know, people, we started asking some of the people around here, some of the other agents that, are, that work for this company, you know, are you repre- are you helping people buy from other states? And if so, what states? And the last couple of years, we put that together and it was pretty incredible that the agents here have helped people move or help people buy real estate here locally from 35 different states and six different countries. Wow. Um, Last year was, I would think, uh, at least a third of the clients that we helped were moving here from out of state. It was incredible. Wow. People move into Georgia uh, during 2020, and you guys were set up in a way to, if a third of your customers were buyers from out of state or even out of the country, um, that is a, that's a really, like, that's a new perspective. So what's the average sales price there? Uh our average sales price here is right, right around 350000 Okay. And the before 2020, did you guys, did you have half buyer's agents, half seller's agents? Was it, was it a, did you lean one way or another? Prior to 2020, we used, I think historically our group has been about 55 to 60% listings, sellers, mm-hmm. and, and the other buyers. Last year, uh, we were 70, 30 listings to buyers. Okay. So right now you're helping people buy from out of state is in, in Georgia, are, are you getting like, are, is there 10 offers per property? Like when you're putting in offers, the, are people reply? I saw somebody post a thing on social media the other day. It was like, there was 120 offers in on a property. 
or or they offered one hundred and fifty thousand over asking and they still didn't get a reply or something like that. Are you seeing anything like that out there? A lot of that. It's it's really the first time we've ever seen anything like it was last year and right now, especially. There's a bunch of people that want to sell their house, but they're afraid to put their house on the open market because they won't they don't know where they're going to go. Yeah. And anything under about $400,000 in this town is getting multiple offers within the first week. It's an important thing to remember is there's, there's a lot of people that are saying, hey, we do want to sell right now, you know, because they're getting top dollar and, you know, and they're ready or they're, or they're having the life-changing things like kids move out. But they also don't want to sell because they're like, well, they're not going to be able to find the house they want. It, it, people forget about that when they're thinking, hey, it's a seller's market, so sellers can get top dollar, but there's probably a part of what is you know, hurting the inventory and keeping months of inventory so low is the fact that the, you know, some sellers do not want to list for sale right now because they know as soon as they do, they're going to, instead of being the seller where you're getting 20 offers, they're going to be one of 20 people making offers on something. And that's totally a different perspective. Most sellers right now, yes, they have to become a buyer next. So you go from being in a seller's market to being a buyer if you were giving your uh, your agents or your clients advice right now, if you know you're going to be offering on that $300,000 house that's going to have 20 offers, what is the secret of getting your offer accepted? What are you telling your clients? What are you telling your agents? Like, this is how we stand out. This is how we get our offers accepted when there's 20 other offers on a property. I tell people that they've got to make their offer look better than, than every other offer that the seller's going to see. And, and the best way to do that is, you know, in, in Georgia, we use earnest money and a lot of other states do the same thing. And, mm-hmm. um, earnest money is, you know, it's consideration for the, for the contract. And it is generally refundable. If you write the contract the right way, it's refundable. If, if you find something wrong with a house during inspection or, you know, your, one of your contingencies don't work out. So we have a slew of people around here that'll make an offer on a $300,000 house or a half a million dollar house with a thousand dollars earnest money or $2,000 earnest money. And, and they're going to plan on putting down, you know, 5% or 10% on their loan. And so they have that cash down payment just sitting there waiting on them. So that I tell them that they ought to use it. If I'm a seller and I'm looking at, I'm selling my house for $300,000 and I'm looking at all these, you know, three or four offers for full price, or maybe even a little bit over full price. And they're all coming in with, earnest money of 2000 or 3000 or 4000 and then here's this other offer that is nice and clean and, and, and offers me what I want, but there's $50,000 earnest money down. Yeah. I look at that a lot more seriously and technically earnest money, you know, if you're willing, if you're going to got buy it, you're going to use that money in the down payment anyway. So I tell people to um, make their offer look enticing. That's a great point. The they're going to put twenty percent down. Most buyers are going to put twenty percent down anyway, so put in the inter, earnest money. Or even if they're an FHA buyer, even if they're three and a half percent down, like put it all into your earnest money. Make it maybe as high as possible. Let them know that you're serious and you have that. I have not heard that as one of the answers. I think that's that's great advice. Real Estate Rockstars, this is a commercial break from our biggest podcast sponsor we have right now, Rent Ready. It can be fun getting a new real estate deal, but it can be tough managing your properties after the fact, especially if you're long distance investing or trying to manage multiple properties by yourself. That's why we're here to tell you about Rent Ready. Rent Ready is a property management software that not only makes it easier to manage all your real estate deals from one platform, but they also have the best customer service support in the biz. They're an all-in-one app that lets you easily manage properties, collect rent, 
list units, screen tenants, sign leases, all from your phone or computer. Imagine all of your real estate doors right in your pocket. How awesome is that? The best part is it's so affordable, one flat price for everything. Unlimited properties, tenants, and support with a real live human. And I have to add in there, that's a new business model that not a lot of people are doing. There's like this freemium model where people say, hey, you can try this, but as soon as you grow, it's gonna cost you a lot of money. Or they kind of punish you when you get too many emails on your list or too many companies. They aren't gonna punish you when you grow. They're not gonna charge you more when you get 10, 20, 30 rentals. They're gonna charge you the same when you have two or three as they will when you have 50 or 60. So you have a nice fixed cost, all software, all in one place. Check it out, Rent Ready, R-E-N-T-R-E-D-I.com. And if that's not enough, Rent Ready is giving our listeners a special code you can use to get a whole year of Rent Ready for just $54. Use code R-O-C-K-S-T-A-R-50, that's Rockstar50, and sign up for Rent Ready's annual plan at rentready.com. Again, R-E-N-T-R-E-D-I.com with code Rockstar50 to get Rent Ready for only $54. When you think back to 2020, is there something that you really learned during 2020 about real estate, about or really about anything? Like, what was your biggest lesson out of 2020? Uh, so the market is really good here in Northeast Georgia, and people have found us. We have a wonderful community. I can list a million different reasons that people move here from one of the top hospitals in the state. We have wonderful employment here. We're, we're right within 30 minutes to five or six different universities and uh, our, the lake, the mountains, everything that we have, we're an hour from Atlanta. I think that our market has been getting stronger and stronger every year. And, and the biggest challenge that we realized in 2020 were how many agents we now have in our market. We actually have, um, we actually had 2,370 agents close property, different agents close property in this county last year. And five years ago, that was, that number was 1,100. So competition among agents is getting uh, fierce. Yeah. So I think that's one of the biggest changes. And honestly, you know, out of those 2,300, you got about 1,900 of them that closed less than three deals. And so, you know, it, it's, it's tougher to, to, to be visible in yeah. this market. So. Yeah. How do you stand out when there's 2,300 agents, even if 1,900 of them are only doing two or three, they're still fighting for the attention and they're getting right. the attention because that means, you know, 1,900 agents did 6,000 deals then. So there was 6,000 right. deals that they were, that they I were didn't fighting get. over. Right. right. That, you, that you didn't get. So regardless, if you still got more, there is fierce competition out there, especially when there's so little inventory, the, you know, the competition matters a lot more. You know, if when we had three or four months of inventory on the market, the it was easier to, you know, there just wasn't 20 offers on deals. So that, that is changing everything. What do you think George is going to look like in 2021? Any any predictions for the market or things that you guys are going to focus on for 2021? So back in back in the recession, we focused on something that um, people didn't really want to put their houses on the market during the recession because everybody around them would think something was wrong. Mm-hmm. You had to sell back then. They would think, "Oh no, they're losing their job." Or they're, you know, so yeah. we had a lot of private sales back then. People would say, "I'll sell," and I'd like to buy this, and we put them on a list, and and so we would go find them property or find them something and sell without even putting a sign in the yard. And we're back to that right now. I think that that's what our our group is going to focus on a lot this year. Is that 
you know, the, the two or three dozen people that we know that would sell right now, but there's nothing out there for them to buy. So we're just matching up deals. And, and yeah, I think that, I think that our, the knowledge and experience that, that my group brings to our market helps with that a lot. Cause we've, I've been here 26 years. My partner has been working in this industry for 44 years and we have, you know, three other agents that work with us and, you know, they, they've done, um, they're all been long-term agents. So we have, we have the knowledge to be able to do that, and it's it helps them. It helps the it helps the seller. They don't have to deal with a lot of showings, and you know if they're afraid to put a sign in the front yard and have fifty showings and ten offers, and you know we the way we do it sometimes is a little bit better for them. What an interesting solution, right? So the sellers they tell you yes, we want to sell, but we're afraid we won't get a house, so we just want to wait. And then you get to ask them, what kind of house do you want? What are you looking for? And then you get somebody else that makes a call and says, well, I want to sell, but I want to wait so I can find something. And you go, okay, cool. So then you can start matching those people up and just, you know, it, like a game of musical chairs almost. But if you can get enough people to work together, I can see the challenge in that that makes it harder, but also the benefit for everybody involved where there are some people right now, there are a lot of people that are reaching out to like the make me an offer websites and stuff right now, because they're just like, you know what? I, I know I'll get a great offer, but if I could just get it from one and not deal with all of the, the craziness, it is, uh, it's unique. It's a benefit to get 20 offers, but it also makes it hard as a, as a seller. Like you're like the, cause you're like, am I picking right? Am I doing the, the right thing? The, what was one thing that you have learned in real estate? Cause you've been an agent for a long time. What is something you wish you would have known in your first year or two? Somebody would have said, hey, if you learn to do this and this, you will be more successful in real estate. Or if you, you know, what's, what's something you wish you would have known back then? I wish I'd started uh, the project, the faces of a long, long time ago. I wish I'd realized that, um, you know, I could, my influence would rise if I give value to other people and, and not necessarily try to sell them anything. You know, there's a lot of people out there who will try to tell you to give your business card to everybody you see. And, you know, I did a lot of that when I was, trying to, you know, find clients and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, I wish I'd been introduced to the book, the go-giver, uh, um, was something that really inspired me several years ago. And I wish I'd knew that a long time ago. Yeah. Provide value instead of, yeah, the, the you would have just been providing value for people sooner and that would have made you stand out. Well, so before we get into the faces up project, I want to talk a second about broker agent advisor. So you were brought over to us you know, through a sponsorship with them. And right. the idea that you are their, the, you know, the broker agent of the month for the state of Georgia. And they do this awesome thing where I think they do a, a pre-interview with you. You know, they get you on, on, on their cover. It talks, you know, they do their own kind of cover story with you and the things that make you unique. What is, what is being a part of broker agent advisor or what's getting picked for their broker agent of the month? How is that going to help you in your business? Well, I think it'll, they just sent me the cover a couple of days ago and, and it's, it's beautiful. It's fantastic. And, you know, yeah. I think that it's, um, you know, it's a, it's a definite value to me when I'm going to meet with clients, um, as part of my listing package is it's going to be great. We, we didn't jump on it, uh, over the weekend on social media to publish it out. We thought we'd wait on this interview and, and see, uh, if we might combine the two, but yeah, we're going to be using it on social media. It's going to be, help us be a little bit more visible and, I think it's a, I think it's fantastic. It gives me a, a leg up and, and, um, accolades that I didn't necessarily give to myself. And so I, I think a lot of people, it's funny because 
when I grew up in this business, there were a top 10, top 10 agents for this County. And, and these people were, you wanted to be them and, um, and figure out how to get their business. And, 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 but then it became, everybody wanted a trophy for several years where mm-hmm. I want to be number one on this part of town. And I want to be number one with condos, or I want to be number one with this and that and the other. I, I've always thought I specialize in residential real estate, no matter where it is, you know, in, in my market. And, I think that, um, you know, the cover that they've done and, and everything that they're doing to, to help agents get attention is wonderful. Yeah. I think you also, you mentioned a great point there. I think I've, I've seen your cover. They sent it to me ahead of time. I do think it looks great. I think it's going to be a great marketing piece, like including it in your, in your listing agreement. I think that is, uh, or in your listing presentation, uh, it's super fun. Right. So it's like, here, hey, here I am, broker agent of the month. But one of the things you said there is when someone else interviews you, like if, if you're a humble person, you're not always going to be bragging about I do this, this and this. And then you go and do interviews with people and they get to say like, oh, that's pretty awesome. Like you never know until you do the interview. Then afterward, they pick out some things that are really cool accomplishments that you've done that you wouldn't necessarily be telling people outwardly. You wouldn't necessarily be bragging about, you know, so when someone else is doing the interview and they find those it really adds to it. So I'm excited for you to be able to push that out at the same time as this podcast. And so a lot of you guys that follow us on social media, you'll see on a lot of our you know, Instagram tags for these broker agent uh, people that they, we, ha- we do have a different partnership with them. And you'll see it kind of co-marketed and co-tagged together. So, so Brad, tell me about the faces of project. So you know, in 2015, I started a, a little project and what it was, was, um, I got offered a, a high school senior that needed some to, to intern with us, uh, free of charge. And, and so she needed a marketing project to, to work on. And so we didn't have one. And within three days, we, we brainstormed a lot and created this project. We decided that we're working so hard showing our town and our community and showing why it's so much better than than other towns or communities that people might be wanting to move to. We decided that our communities more than the streets and the buildings and the schools and the jobs and healthcare, our community is really defined by the people here because you ask people what they love most about this community. It's the people. And, and so we decided that we would tell a story about our community through the people here, one face at a time. And, and so we would, we would nominate whoever we want to nominate. We would ask other people to nominate people who were happy, positive people in our community, whether they were uh, a student or retired retiree or a teacher or, or a, somebody that might be the who's who of this town. You know, we decided we wanted just positive people and we would go out and ask them a few questions about what they like most about this town and a few questions about them. And we'd, we'd take their smiling picture and put it on our website. And we do it again and we do it again and we do it again. And, and pretty soon we, we created a, we weave together a story about our town told through all the people here. When you ask a hundred of our people what they like most about our town, they're the ones selling our town. What their, their favorite restaurant is, you know, all of a sudden a lot of other people say, oh, I've never tried that before. So it, it promotes local business. It promotes people. And, you know, the whole project was we just wanted a different perspective on how we market and how we how we're known as top of mind and we were number one in our market we've been number one in our market for 11 years now we were number one in our market when we started that project Um, but since then we've had a lot more competition get in the market 
we've increased our sales by 60% since we started this project. And, and everything we do now in marketing is surrounded by this project. It's, it's just a wonderful, wonderful thing. And uh, so where would I, where would I they, see the faces of for Gainesville? Is there a website that I could go see where your project is? Yeah, when we started it, we, we decided that we would start it for Hall County. Thefacesofhallcounty.com will take you right to it. Thefacesofhallcounty.com. And so as we started you know, interviewing people, we realized that real fast that what we'd hoped for was that it would build more visibility on our website. Our, our website had 568 people per month on it back in 2015. And at a few months after we started this project, we had 4,000 people a month on our website. And the next year we had five or six. We were up to seven, between seven and 8,000 people per month on our website. And we live in a town of you know, 40,000 people. And, and um, so this, our visibility exploded. That's great. So you live in a town of 40,000 people, but 8,000 people are seeing the site now. For listeners out there, you go to you go to that website and you get to see, yeah, it's a it's a great looking website, the faces of Hall County, Georgia. You've got, you know, different pictures of people on there and it looks, you know, and, it, and now it looks like a blog page. You go through and it interviews different people. It says faces of Hall County. There's the Deanna Hightower, face of Hall County, all-stars, Luke England is a guy with you no know, playing baseball. You've got people that, that work in the city. You've got, you know, young people, old people, the top 10 faces of Hall County. It looks like you've got, you know, athletes and people in public service and business owners, Really, really cool stuff. So you've been able to start, you know, kind of promoting that. You tell the story. They say, you know, they get to say why they love the, the, the town, but also they get to start sharing some of their favorite stuff. I could see why people now in Gainesville go look at the website or go to in Hall County, go look at the website and start to see what a simple way to start providing value and also have it just really, really grow out there. Now, I think you've actually started to help other people do this now when I was looking at your broker agent advisor right. kind of write up like this is this is now a thing that you've been expanding to you know to other areas as well you know agents can sign up and you can help them set up their own how how quickly can somebody set that up if they if they reach out because you will get people that reach out to you after the show after the show we get you know hundreds of thousands of listeners on every podcast they're going to reach out and say Brad how do I set this up what's that process like like how quickly could they actually have something like this uh, they can have something in just a matter of two or three days. We, it, the funny thing was I had an agent, a friend of mine that was in a totally different town from me, kept watching this whole story and, and he kept asking me about it. And I didn't want to share any qu qu secrets. I didn't want anybody knowing what we were doing. And, and he, he wrote me a check for $5,000. And he said, here's a check. I want you to tell me what you're doing and I won't let me do it in my town. And so I said, okay. <laughs> so I told him. I told him what I was doing. And, and, um, so I gave him the whole thing. I said, here's what you do. And, and so months and months and months went by and he couldn't find the right web guy to, to build it and he couldn't do this and that and nothing ever happened for him. And I was disappointed and I, I gave him back his money and I, I went and reached out and I found somebody, I found Jugler design group in Buford, Georgia and, and Brian Weiss. And I said, people are not going to implement this themselves. Let's implement it for them and give them an easy way to get in it at $250 a month and that, you know, we can teach somebody in Portland, Oregon, or teach somebody in Austin, Texas, how to do the same thing. And, and they'll be the number one agent in their market, or at least the most visible and recognizable realtor in their market. in just a matter of months by doing this, there's no doubt. And, and so they, you know, now fast forward, we have 105 partners and 
in 27 different states and one other country right now that have found out about this and they're doing these this whole community project in their community so yeah it is, it is very cool. I can see why it, I've had, I've had a lot of people come on and say, you know, that's when their secrets with Facebook and social media, right? That they're going to go around and interview people in town. They do something similar, but they do it on Facebook. And then I've had people do it on YouTube. You know, they go make YouTube videos and it's just their YouTube page. It looks like what's unique, what's unique about yours is it's a, it's a website. It's a, it's its own thing. People don't need to be on Facebook or YouTube to see it. They get to come back and get more info and then it easily ties in with the other stuff you're doing. I think we that believe, we believe that the website is the asset. You know, we don't know if Facebook's going to be around in 10 years and we don't know if YouTube's going to be around in 10 years or we don't know if the next thing is going to be around. So, but what we do know is that the website's going to be there. So we started putting them on the website, but we'll share the links out to Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and, 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 and Pinterest and other places. We share the links out by, text message we share the links out by our email newsletter so wherever they click on these links they go back to the website where, where they're branded for me and yeah. that's branding them for me and the website is something that's the asset that'll always be there if you keep scrolling down that the faces of hall county website you'll you'll probably get almost six see you know, 600 people in my town yeah some of which are have died since we've interviewed them and we changed the the tag to say in memory of, but you know, they're all there. You, you can't find, if you go on some, you go on somebody's YouTube page or their Facebook page, you're not going to be able to find somebody that they interviewed three years ago on there. Yeah. This is great. You've got like wedding announcements. You've got graduated from high school, attended to, you know, high school grad planning to go attend uh, this college in the fall. You've got business owners starting things. The, Really, really neat and kind of that place. And like you said, there's there's been a lot of talk lately with social media, people saying you got to have a backup plan. Like social media is amazing for the real estate industry, but then, you know, you never, you kind of never know. There's just weird stuff that happens on social too. So right. the being able to have the website that people can come back to, the email list, the newsletter, that is the one thing. If you've got somebody's phone number, their email, and you've got a website for people to come to, that continues to grow forever and you get to keep control over it. Nobody can take that stuff away from you. And so I think and I think that's really unique. You're saying, hey, you're going to use the same social everybody else does to bring you back, but you're going to bring them back to your page that you control. And then right at the top, I get to go click and actually look at the properties in that area. So let's... I think that program is awesome. You know, people will, will reach out to you for it. And I think the, I like the idea of you're saying like, Hey, this is how it works. And people can go try to do it themselves, but you guys have a way that actually works when people tried to do it themselves. It didn't work as well. And so you're saying, Hey, let us help you use our systems and we'll fast track it. We have a, we have a real estate coach that retired from her, her job as a real estate coach. She now works for us exclusively. And so she coaches all of our partners. She calls them and checks on them and watches their, what they're doing. We share ideas. The wonderful thing you mentioned a minute ago about some of the high school seniors last year, all across the country, the high school seniors couldn't walk, you know, in graduations because of COVID. One of our partners in Texas decided that she, she said, I'm going to interview all the seniors and, and show them there so that their grandparents can be proud and see. And so she shared that with all the partners for the faces of, and, and so I think about out of a hundred or so partners, I bet 70 or 80 of our partners in instituted something like that last summer where they spent a lot of time interviewing high school seniors and where are you going to go to college? And you know, what, what are you going to do with your life? And I'll tell you that I always feel like people, people need four things in life. They need food, they need water, they need shelter, and they need attention. 
Mm-hmm. And if you're going to be the one that gives them attention, they'll love you forever. And their grandparents will love you forever. And their parents will love you forever. So we believe that we're growing our sphere of influence in a little bit of a molecular way where if we reach way over here and touch this person's life, then the immediate surrounding sphere of influence of that person is going to recognize us for doing it too. So we grow that way. What a neat gift you've given. I mean, I've been scrolling for like minutes here and it just keeps loading of more and more stories, more and more people. What a fun gift that you're giving. And that was one of the things you said that you wish you would have known early on in real estate is that you wish you would have just tried to provide more value because then you end up getting attention by providing value. You found a really cool way to do that. I've got a few kind of quick, you know, kind of our last questions to kind of run through. So the, so what is the... What do you think the number one way for new agents to succeed in 2021 will be? You know, I think that, I think everybody's got to be visible and and I think you've got to figure out a way to be visible. And and with what I know now, you've got to give, you got to give your community value that they've got to know you, like you and trust you. And And if you can get your sphere of influence to like you and, and trust you, then the next thing is you just got to know more people. Um, so you've got to get out and, and see people. And if you give them value that they'll come to you, there was a, there was a study done a while back that, uh, in California where they basically asked this whole neighborhood, who's, who's the top agents in this neighborhood. And they listed them and they were some of the people you would think. And then, then they made this guy up and put him on a, uh, postcard and sent this whole community, like eight months of postcards of this fake guy that was a realtor. And then they, couple months later, they called this community back and said, who's the top agents in your market? Well, the number one agent they mentioned was the guy that didn't even exist. It, you know, you've got to be in touch with people and, and, and never think that just because you sold somebody a house two years ago, they're going to come back to you because if you're not visible to them and relevant to them, they'll forget about you and, and go to the next person that is because you can bet in this world right now that people know about 10 to 15 different real estate agents. Yeah. That's a really interesting, you know, like kind of survey thing that they did. They said, because a lot of people invest in marketing, invest in letters, and they don't see a payoff right away. And they say, that wasn't worth it. And you're going, no, for a guy that didn't even exist, you send out enough postcards, people get that recognition. And right. they were at least going like, hey, he's, he's the best. So then maybe they didn't pick up and call from that postcard. But then whatever that next touch was going to be could have been that thing that said they've already now, you know, it's like they trust the guy. Because they've seen all the gotten all the postcards without him actually knowing who he is. So right now it seems like uh, listing agents and sellers just can't go wrong. They, you know they list a house on the market; it's going to sell for over in a gazillion offers. But what is what is one piece of advice you would give a seller? We talked about like to get your offer accepted as a buyer, but as a seller, what's your number one advice you would give them to get either you know the the most for their house or to accept the best offer? I think there's a lot of people and webs websites and you know apps and different things that try to get into the real estate business and either they're trying to get into the business by getting sellers to list with them or getting sellers to sell to them right away but without you know going on the real market i I think it's vital for for a seller to hire somebody that's experienced in the market uh, I think that you know Nationally, 80% of new agents are out of the business in two years and 90% are out of the business in five years. And, and, and you know, a lot of people are choosing these agents to, to deal with and they may be leaving money on the table or they may not be thinking about 
hey, in a, in a seller's market, I can get about anything I want. Well, I can probably get an extra couple months in my house too. You know, mm-hmm. if I, if I played it right, if I had 10 offers in, in our market right now, a buyer would almost give anything to get into a cute house in town if it's priced right. And they would, if the seller said, well, I don't really know where I'm going. I need to, I'd like to close in three months rather than one month. The buyer would no, not hesitate to give them that. But I think that they need, they need the agent to guide them that way. And, and a lot of times an agent that's brand new might not want to, want to wait for a closing. So they need to have, you know, there was something I read in a book that Matthew McConaughey wrote a book and, and about himself. And he said that the best advice he ever got was you can't act like you, you can't need the business. You've got to be cool and calm and you can't go in needing the business. So, you know, sellers need to watch who they're hiring because there's a lot of people out there that are desperate for the business and they're desperate to, to get the listings at any price and, and, and do, you know, the sellers sometimes leave money on the table or other things. Yeah. I like it, Brad. The, all right. So if people want to reach out to they if they want to learn more about the faces of, they want to learn more about real estate in Gainesville, what's the best way people can reach you? So we have a website information for the faces of it's, it's uh, the faces It's easy. The faces gives you all kinds of information there. And uh, my email address is on that website. It's, you know, you can reach me at um, rbradabernathy at Gmail. R is in Russell, Brad Abernathy at Gmail. Uh, anytime, and I'll try to answer your questions. Um, yeah, I hope that, hope that. Yeah, that's good enough, man. People will hit you on the website. They will reach out to you that way. Brad, any final thoughts you want to tell our listeners out there? Final thoughts. What do you said also about new agents? I think new agents ought to seek out uh, experienced agents to, to work for for a couple of years at least while they get while they learn. And uh, I think new agents ought to remember that you know if they were running their own business, they'd probably be doing so at you know twenty to thirty percent of overhead that they'd have to be paying in. So they shouldn't go out there and get and take the first broker deal that offers them one hundred percent commissions or ninety percent commissions they need to find somebody that's established you know my company's been here for since 1928 and you know every agent here starts about 70 percent on the commission split every year but there's a there's a lot of value that goes into stuff like that and uh, i think you know final thoughts on this industry i I think that all the new agents that get in find somebody to work with uh, and learn from and um you know i I can help you be visible i can help you (laughs) Uh, the the thing is, I would never want to share a secret to somebody local, but you know, I, I, I I'm happy to help others in other places uh, become the most well known realtor in their market, and and we're doing that around the country, and it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, it is it is very cool. I can see why that's a fun project that provides a lot of value, and you're having fun along the way. So the very cool. I'm sure our listeners got a lot of value out of that. You know, if Brad, it sounds like Brad said at the very beginning, and one thing he focused on is if you can provide value for your community, you're going to know you more. We've heard a lot of people lately talk about you know know and trust and and that sort of thing. He said, but then the other secret is now you just need to know more people. So the so, so a lot a lot of our listeners are actually good at getting people to trust them, but knowing more people that's that top of funnel. Uh, that's what Brad is focusing on. So really unique way to do that. Brad, thanks for coming on the show, Real Estate Rockstars. Thanks for listening. Thank you very much. All right, Real Estate Rockstars. This is Aaron Muchastegi. 
jumping in again to thank you for listening to the show. Hopefully you guys loved listening to that one. And I want to make sure that you know about all of the extra resources that we have. And also we need your help. They say podcasts are free. You get to listen to podcasts for free. But what is the cost of that podcast? I would say if I could beg you to pay anything for that podcast, I would say the cost of the podcast is going and giving a review. So whether you download it on Google or Apple or YouTube or anywhere else, please go give us a review. Say what you liked, what you didn't like. It helps us get better guests. The more reviews, the higher we get in the rate rankings. Right now, we are the biggest podcast out there for real estate agents. And we want to keep that spot because we know there's lots of podcasts out there. So go give us a review. Also, be sure to go to hybendigital.com. If you liked any of the resources that those real estate agents talked about, we've got a huge video vault of those resources for free. Every punny that comes on the podcast that we interview, they give us something that helps them get their deals or helps them work with their clients. And we put that in the toolbox in our vault for you. So go to hybendigital.com and you can get it. If you're looking for real estate education, go to rebusuniversity.com. We have all sorts of courses in there to help agents succeed in real estate. How to get the listing, how to negotiate deals, you know, how to become an investor, all sorts of different stuff, rebusuniversity.com. And if you want to chat with me, go find me on Instagram. If you come find me on Instagram, you can send me messages. Tell me what you want to hear. Tell me what you liked, what you didn't like. We try to put a bunch of content out there too. You can find me in two different places. It's at rerockstars.com for our Real Estate Rockstars page or at erinamuchastegui.com for my personal Instagram page where I can chat with you about all sorts of different things. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again soon. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.